and we can just start yeah. over. Oh yeah, I can edit that later, or I can just keep it and make for great <laughs> content. Like it's fine. Did I, Playing did it I, all the time on emo nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you can just make blooper reels and TikTok it. Yeah. Yes, that's what and I've been doing. I can like picture it, like when she's figuring her name, you do the slow face zoom on her face. <laughs> like, that happened oh. in another one of our interviews too. <laughs> so, so I have this thing. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my iPad, has, it's called center stage and I finally figured out how to turn it off. But um, yeah, I did a TikTok on it because <laughs> it was so funny. It would just go out and zoom in. And so I left one time and came back and it was just like, Ooh, I wonder <laughs> if I can make it if I turn off my camera. Nope, there it is. It just does that. <laughs> doing that. And like it would move. So I'd be like, we just be talking all of a sudden. I'd just be like, to get my camera to move back right. Cause I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with it. But now I, I, I can figure it. It was yeah. that's a useful tool but that's, in cinema. That's but, my yeah. life, you know, <laughs> high anxiety. Why wouldn't we put the focus on me and have my <laughs> camera fucking up? Oh my god. Uh, I oh, love boy. that for me. <laughs> It's so awesome though. The <laughs> slow zoom on your face is perfect. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I wish that just happened in real life. Like when someone <laughs> says something dramatic, your eyes zoomed in on them. Like <laughs> it's so weird and like life. Can we, have a, can we create a life life. setting that does that? <laughs> I would totally buy it. Uh, I'm gonna get nuggets. <laughs> I would just overuse it for like the dumbest things and it would make life way better. And I probably wouldn't need antidepressants. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> My human slow zoom settings, like I'd use them right. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, awesome. Are we recording now? Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> I'm gonna keep all of this in there, by the way. This is gonna be Perfect. great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. I'm Autumn. And on today's episode of the Elder Emo Hours, we are hanging out with Jeremy of Nicholas Rage. How Hello. are you? Hey. I'm good. I've been having a good time just pre-chatting with y'all. That was good. <laughs> I'm in Look, a good if, <laughs> if our pre-chat is going to be like that, when we start actually asking you questions, I am probably yeah. going to cry of laughter and I'm living for it gonna be downhill now like the pressure is <laughs> too much pressure too much pressure now's when you need that zoom button on there yeah <laughs> see me sweating like <laughs> amazing oh my gosh uh well the one way that we always love to start off all of our interviews and everything is for you to introduce yourself to our listeners so who are you who's nicholas rage like give us your story who are you guys uh, we are the most ridiculous humans uh, who met at music school because we were like, we need to learn more about music because we all suck and we plateaued at a young age. Um, but yeah, music's been every one of like each member has been, always been in our lives. We're from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, me, Tim Wilson's the drummer and we had our old guitarists and bassists were at McEwen University for the music diploma. And that's kind of where it's started. Um, they asked me to be in a band like they want to do a punk band I like about a year in and I was like I can't I have to focus on not failing uh, but then after school I decided you know I, I kind of miss playing in the pop, pop punk scene and I've been out of it for a while and uh, we made Nicholas Rage and ever since we just kept going people seem to vibe with us 
I think back in the early days, we were wild. We were too much for a lot of people. We did like a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs. <laughs> like we created the craziest music, and for some reason, it kind of worked. Um, we've settled into it a little bit more now, and we're happily off of all those things. But that's basically what Nicholas Rage is, and what it, uh, how it started. So it was really cool. Nice. So, how did you come up with the name? Nicholas Rage because I know it took me like three or four times to realize it was not Nicholas Cage <laughs> speaking of drugs <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so we were like a band for a little while and then um, we just couldn't come up with a band name and for some reason Tim and our other guitarists kept wanting to be called Rookie Mistake and I was like that feels so local and like I just didn't like it uh, so we always argued about band names uh for a few months and then uh the story so far came through edmonton so we're like let's go get inspired let's go see the story so far as a band you know it was our first outing together um and we were there and i think i can't remember which one it was but so one of the member one of the boys pulled out acid and i've never done acid before <laughs> and uh are we allowed to talk about this on, on yeah it's fine okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like talking about it like it's, it's normal. Uh, then um, so we did that <laughs> for some reason all night. We were big South Park fans and there's an episode of South Park where they do like these funny like movie trailers in an episode like this fall. Rob Schneider is a carrot. And then, yeah, so we kept grabbing like weird objects in the room and saying that line. And then it turned from Rob Schneider to Nicolas Cage. And then one time I could barely speak and I picked up this massive pine cone, which we thought was hilarious because it was like that big. It was like the biggest pine cone. We've ever seen. <laughs> and then I said, this fall, this pine cone is Nicholas Rage. And then for some reason in that moment, it, we laughed for like an hour straight about it. Um, I know it doesn't sound as funny, but we, like if you've ever done like psychedelics with your friends, the weirdest little things just mean everything to you. It becomes these like small inside jokes and um we just decided in that moment that we have to be Nicholas Rage. We were so set on it. We're like, this is the best band name in the world. And we woke up the next morning. And we're like, fuck, we're Nicholas Rage. <laughs> like that's like <laughs> the worst band name. It's such a weird band name. But then over time, it just grew on us. And the amount of people that say, um, you know, I clicked for the name, stayed for the music is like amazing. How many people say that they only clicked it because the name was like ridiculous and they expected the music to be that. But, you know, the music's actually about mental health issues and like drug addiction and all that stuff. So they're like, what is this band? You know, um, I don't know. It just stuck and I can't picture it now any other way. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Weird that's like, I feel like that's the best. That's the best story I think I've ever heard about how somebody got their banding. <laughs> it's strange. Like... It's very random. Like, it's weird to explain it because I always feel like when people aren't in that moment, they're like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> like, why are you picking things up and saying Rob Schneider and Nicolas Cage are like pine cones and stuff. But if you're a big fan of South Park that you'll know what episode we're talking about. And yeah, it's one of the funniest episodes. So, yeah. So, can, so can I be that person since we're talking about Nicolas Rage, Nicolas Cage, you haven't stolen the declaration of independence yet. Have you? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, another thing that's funny is I can't watch a Nicolas Cage movie, even if it's serious without laughing every time he talks like I, it's a tick like I, I don't like he'll say something just completely normal and I die laughing it's just the way he delivers his lines it's, I don't know he's, he's an alien I don't know what it is but I agree my, 
Yeah, my mom actually, we were when I went back to visit New Brunswick, we were watching a Nicolas Cage movie. And every time we talked, I would laugh. And after a while, my mom was like, would you stop laughing? It's not funny. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. Like, I literally can't. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Nicolas my God. Cage. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm scared of dying from laughter when I see his, like, he has a new movie coming out where he plays himself. And I'm just I'm pretty excited. Oh, no. I didn't even think Nicolas Cage was even that apparent anymore. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's such a weird... Jeremy's like, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know if people actually still care about him or not, but I I, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh so you are from Canada, obviously, as you just told us. Um uh one thing that I love to ask everybody from Canada, because I can hear it a little bit in your accent, but we've uh we have talked to a lot of artists out of Canada. Um, like the scene in Canada right now is exploding just as much as it is here in all of the best way possible. Uh, but we had um, King Fabs. We had him on the show not that long ago. And he was telling us about some things between like Canada and America, some of the differences. And you guys have these things called loonies and toonies. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, loonies are $1 and then toonies are $2. <laughs> are they uh, coins? Yeah, they're coins. Uh, I wish I could see if I have one. Oh, I remember, stop it. <laughs> I remember in sixth grade, we went on a field trip to Niagara Falls. And I remember how excited I was that I got some weird coin back that was silver and gold in color. Yeah. Toonie. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Toonies are, are cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So your $1 and $2 are actual things, but they're coins. Yes. And then the first bill of money is a $5 bill. And it's blue. Yeah. And then our $10 bill is purple. And then our $20 bill is green. See, and America, then... we got stupid money here. <laughs> it all looks the same. Yeah. Like, you could rip people off so easy. <laughs> like, yeah, this is $20. It's just $1. Like, that's what I would do, probably. <laughs> just joking. I, I mean, being somebody that works full time in a bank, you can definitely tell the difference between them. And if you don't, I think you might have a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I actually haven't, I haven't even been to the States, to be honest. I've, I've never left Canada. Really? Yeah. We were going to plan. Um, that was going to. We were going to plan a tour and then it was going to go west coast of the States. But um, something inside of us was like, you know, COVID is probably not going to like be over 100 percent and something's going to ruin that. So we're like, let's just stay in Canada for another year. And we're going to try yeah. to, uh, that west coast on the um, probably next summer. That's that's what we're hoping to do. We're going to try to build ourselves up a little bit more. I'll say so not like this summer that we're getting ready to dive into, yeah. but next yeah. summer. Yeah, that's good. That's the plan. And by the time that happens, we should hopefully have our second EP out. Um, we can get some more analytics on where we're being streamed the most. For some reason, like I think it's the East Coast, Chicago. Um, and that's Midwest. Atlanta. Midwest, I don't know. <laughs> but it was like Chicago, Atlanta, um, LA. Uh, Atlanta's East Coast. Yeah. See, I don't know where everything is, but those places seem okay. to stream, stream well. Like, so it's a little bit of everywhere, I guess. Um, well. All I'm it. saying is you 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 guys are currently on revival, which is two hours away from me. So if North Carolina is not on your list eventually somewhere down the line, 
I yeah. am going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> it will be one day. We want to get down there and meet everyone at the label. We've had a really good relationship with them. So it's like, I'm going to put that in the air right here, right now. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come. We'll come one day. One day we'll be there. One you'll, day you'll see our ridiculous shows. We, we, I don't know what it is, but we banter a lot. It kind of has like I grew up on Blink on A2, um, and just the uh, Mark and Trav or Mark and Tom's bantering in between songs is like one of my favorite experiences at a show. And like I feel like I'm just a weirdo, so like I say whatever comes to my mind live. And then Mark, my bass player, actually, it's kind of funny coincidence. He's really good at bantering <laughs> with me. So our last show was pretty funny a lot of people were dying laughing in the audience it was good so I feel like not only are you guys like incredible musicians but you're also stand-up comedians at the exact same time oh yeah we think so yeah <laughs> we, think- <laughs> we think so we think we're hilarious yeah <laughs> I mean that's all that matters it doesn't matter if anybody else does as long as you yeah. think you're funny that's all that yeah. matters I don't care if they're laughing at me or with me I just want if you're laughing I like it it's good <laughs> Um, so speaking of like Blink-182, talk to me about like, obviously Blink-182 is one of your influences. Talk to me about what some of your other influences are between like you as an individual and the band itself. Mm. Like what, what's some of the things that kind of make up the sound of you guys? Um, I, I know everyone's a little different in the band. Um, for me personally, uh, the Untitled Blink album was one that really kicked off my songwriting career where I, I just heard punk and like the alternative side of writing to it and like how it could be so cohesive and like, you know, atmospheric uh, and the drums could be played as like a hook. That's why Travis Barker is like one of my favorites. It's like, he doesn't just write drum beats. He writes drum hooks, you know, it solidifies like sections. And when I write music, I always think of every section needs a hook. It doesn't matter if it's a guitar, the vocals, the bass, the drums, something needs to stand out and catch someone's attention. So um, I know our drummer, Tim Wilson, is uh, really big on that as well. So Travis Barker is one of his favorites. Blink was one of his favorites of all time. Um, another album that I had no skips on as a like, teenager was uh, Fix Me by uh, Mary S. Trench. I'd, it was when they were punk, you know, like it was about his heroin addiction. And that was another thing where I was like, oh, like punk can also have like amazing vocals and like, you know, really hooky stuff. Like punk is like essentially, you know, fast, like abrasive sounds but like with like hooky lullabies you know like for vocals um but they kind of took it another direction with like that acapella style and like all the harmonies and everything so that kind of love mariana's trench oh oh, they're so good um i mean that album for me is what i i I, like all the like you know amazing musicians i'll listen to anything they put out but the one i go back to is that very first very first album like I, I, I listen to it. I feel like I'm 16 again, just like, you know, getting captured by it. Um, so that was a big influence for me in the untitled for Blink-22. Um, and also the dangerous summer reach for the sun is probably, I uh, got obsessed with that band for years. I think like five or six years. It was like the only thing I listened to when I got in the vehicle or like put on headphones. <laughs> that's what I listened to. And it's funny. I came across that band. Uh, one of my friends, I was going through a really hard time uh, battling drug addiction and, just a bunch of things happening in my life, all crashing down at once. And he showed me the band and he's like, I, I didn't feel anything. I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then he's like, just wait, just trust me. Keep trying. Like gave me a CD and uh, I kept trying to listen to it. And I was like, it's good. I just don't feel anything. And then he said that there's something called like a TDS moment. And it's where your chest sinks in and you really hear what he says and your whole body just gets chills. And like, you just feel like so involved in what he's saying. And that actually happened to me one day. I was going through like hell one night. I just went for a drive. I put it on 
And I just, yeah, I think space to grow is the song. And I just sunk and like started bawling my eyes out. And I was like, this is the best feeling in the world. It's sad, but like in the best way possible. And it really helped me get through a lot of um, that part of my life. So Danger Summer is a big soft spot for me. Uh, for sure. uh, I had a similar moment with uh, the home team. Uh, yeah. I was listening to the home team and their song Another Night Alone With You. Like I listened to it multiple times, just kind of like in passing. And then I was listening to it one day. Again, I was in a really a, not a good spot. And like, it just, it's like you, you tune into it in a different way and it hits mm. you differently. And I was making pasta for dinner and I was like sobbing into the pasta that I was making, like breaking down in my kitchen. And it was just like a turning point for me. But like, isn't that the most beautiful thing about music though? Like a song it that- It is though. And then the right moment comes along and that song embodies something completely different. And, you know, that's why, I, that's why I love creating it too. Right. Every song I, I write, I always make sure it's like something that I feel that way at least one point in my life with the song as well. So hopefully, you know, people will feel that even if it's not on the first listen, stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's so cool how music can do that for you. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's out of this world. It doesn't make sense. Like nothing else in the world does that for me. Some TV shows and stuff like art in general just can do that to you. That's what makes it so amazing. It's a release. It's a way for you yeah. to be able to like express yourself without being able to. Yeah. You connect, you connect with something. It, it, you can't see it. You can't touch it. You hear it. And you just feel it. And it it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. Now we've, we've been talking a lot uh, as far as like the, the vibe of the conversation that has been coming through since we started the interview and everything else is you've been talking a lot about like mental health, mm -hmm. um, mental health and like the different struggles and things that come with mental health, addiction and things like that. Um, and I think it's very admirable that you consistently keep that conversation alive in many different ways. And you acknowledge a lot of that because a lot of people don't. Um, and I feel like that's a conversation that needs to stay. Um, is that something that you guys also put into your music a lot when it comes down to like your lyrics and your feeling and things like that? Like you want that to be a message that you give off or is it something else? It's yeah, it's the message of like, you know, I, I'm dealing with this too. It, it helps me just as much as it may help someone else to talk about it and to write about it. Um, and the, I have a great support system. Like my family is like beautiful. Like they're, you know, best friends, my best friends, as I get older, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys have connected with your parents that way or not. I know everyone's a little bit different, but I became like best friends with my parents and same with my friends in the band. Like they all know what I'm going through at all times. And I can openly talk about that. And I think, you know, as much as it doesn't go away, um, remember when I, I, before we were talking about something being manageable um, and that started to really happen to me. And I feel like, you know, writing about that and making everyone else, you know, hold on a little bit longer. It can become manageable. Um, I think it's important to me to write about. And it also just helps me too. It's, it's just as much for me as it is for anyone listening. Um, I, I, like when I hear someone message me and tell me like, yo, I listened to this line of your song and it really just like brought me out of a funk today. Like they went out of their way to tell me that. So it really meant something to them. But that moment meant the world to me as well. And I, I think, uh, you know, people should do that more, like talk to your favorite artists and let them know that, especially if they're like lower or like uh, underground bands, let them know because that yeah. they're, they're struggling too. So it's a, it's a good feeling. And I, I, I like that we've kind of embodied that and we're going to keep going with it for the most part. So. 
I think that's awesome. Like, again, that's, Mm -hmm. that's such a big thing. And I really think it's really important to, um, for anybody that is listening to definitely follow that. Like if, if you've ever had a moment with any artist song, just tell them because it could mean the world to them and it could take, it's something small that you could do that maybe they're also having a tough day and it can turn everything around. Um, I mean, like I've done it. I've reached out to artists and told the same thing. I did it to the home team. I did it live in their episode. I told them about it. And Brian, their lead singer, decided to crack a joke about it in the best way possible. He was like, well, did you use the tears to salt the pasta? And I was like, you know what? (laughs) um, You know, but, you know, it's okay that it's that they love hearing it regardless, you know. Oh, yeah. And some people are going to react to it differently. And if they don't respond to you it's most of the time is because maybe they don't know what to say and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just saying it is for yourself as well. Right. Let people know how they have impacted you. That's, that's why music's so awesome. And your favorite bands, like you're, they're your favorite band for reasons because of the way they interact with their fans as well. Right. Like you said, you fall in love with the people, not the brand, not the product. It's the people as well. That's what really makes the experience full. Right. Yes. And we are firm believers that, because it's something that like, that we pride ourselves on because if, we may love your music, but if we know who you are outside of the music, mm-hmm. we fall in love with you even more. Like yeah. that's how I latched onto Arrows in Action as mm-hmm. well, because I knew them outside of the music before we did all of this. And I wanted to do anything and everything that I could for them. And then we started this podcast so we could do it for everybody, for like artists like you and everybody mm-hmm. else out there. It's like, if we can bring, if we can do anything we can to show everybody that there's people out there that are working their asses off. Mm-hmm for the music and the messages and the things that they're taking. If we can put you in front of even 10 new people, that's a win for us. And that's a win the for them too. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. I, I, uh, I've been blessed to like, you know, since revival came on board to help us out and get in touch with people like yourself. And that's um, been one of my favorite experiences is being able to come and chat with like new people who are actually here to help. Cause like you feel like you're drowning as an artist probably 90 percent of the time it's hard but you know at the same time that's part of it is what we signed up for so it's really nice and it's such a breath of fresh air when i get to chat with people who actually care want to talk so thank you guys for having me i really appreciate it yeah and to be quite fair revival is one of those 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 labels that are out there right now that i feel like are very much of the same vibe as we are when it comes to that like every time that i've ever interacted with them um and even talking to Haley before we did all of this it's been such a good experience of just there's it's just so genuine and I love that I yeah. freaking love it it's um, scary yeah it's labels can be scary but they've been so welcoming especially with us it was the same thing they reached out to us we're like ah here we go again like another label or like we had a couple offers before but it seems so like they didn't care about us they seem like they care and then when we finally hopped on a phone call with Sean um, from Alisana, when we were deciding, yes, this is it, he like went out of his way to say like, the reason why I started labels to work with bands like you, like, I, I love the music, love what you guys are doing. And I just want you to keep doing what you're doing. So don't feel like pressure to change and stuff like that. So they, uh, they're good people, you know, they are literally doing good things for other good people too. And yeah, love Absolutely. above. They've been doing great so far. absolutely and it's one of those things right now especially um and we always love to again to talk to our artists about this is music right now especially for bands and artists is in a major comeback phase Mm -hmm. compared to where it was 
like 10 or 15 years ago. Mm. Like it's, it's like, and I, I say this all the time. It's like the pandemic incubated all of this incredible talent that like once the world started to open back up last year, it like everybody hit the woodwork and everybody came out and, and all of these incredible things came with it. And it's, it's nuts. Bands are making comebacks. New bands are coming on and they're making their way through social media and things like that. And it's absolutely insane. Yeah. That, like you said, incubate, that's like the perfect word. Uh, especially like with us, like, just because I can talk from the experience, it was like, we didn't do our own demos before we didn't do TikToks, We didn't do social media very well, but then the pandemic, we were always playing shows and touring. Um, but then the pandemic happened, shut down the thing we did a lot of mm-hmm. we're like, Hey, we have to figure out how to do this um, without being in the same room and without relying on shows and word of mouth. It's like, you got to do it in a different way. So yeah, we did the same thing. We learned how to all of us now do our own version of like demoing and tracking and engineering. And I'm figuring out TikTok one day at a time. I've been on there as much as I can. We went from like 170 followers to 1500 now in less than a month. So been kind of trying to break the algorithm, but yeah, it just, it gave everyone an opportunity to either get out or push forward and learn something new. And yeah, you can see it in a lot of absolutely. So being, well, we love to have this conversation about TikTok too, because I mean, granted, we are not a band, but we're still in kind of the same uh, realm that you guys are. So we feel a lot of that too. When it comes to TikTok, uh, when it comes to TikTok, as far as like your reach and how you're promoting yourself and your your band and everything like that, how do you feel that social media plays in that now compared to where it was maybe 10, 15 years ago? Like, what are your thoughts on it now? Well, kind of thinking like we actually chatted about this the other day it's crazy you can go on tour and maybe you play to like i don't know five thousand people on that tour and when you by the time you come home you can post videos every single day maybe get five hundred thousand views but then one day you get a million views and there's a million people that know who you are off one video and you didn't have Mm -hmm. to spend a cent on gas (laughs) you didn't have to spend a cent on merch you know like it's such a valuable tool and it sucks because like, I know a lot of people are trying and working their butt off and they can get so discouraged when things aren't taking off. Um, but I think the mindset's not about like what's not working. It's just like, how can I make it work? So that's kind of where I've been at too. And you, one day things will just kind of, you know, hopefully pop off. And then, like I said, that's a million people know who you are now. And from that million, there's probably going to be at least a thousand people who like you, you know? Um, so you just got to keep pushing it and see it for what it is. It's a tool. Um, and it's a very valuable tool. Uh, you can't allow it to be discouraging, even though the numbers not like I, you can't let the numbers kind of push you away from it. I think, I think it's a mentality thing a little bit, but it's definitely so freaking useful. Uh, I've seen some bands just do so well with it. So. Oh yeah. Well, we were talking to, to Costin, just before this one and we were talking we asked them that same question and jenna brought up a good point that it's like when it comes to the social media thing especially like with the numbers and stuff like that is it can be super discouraging because it's it's like this this whole algorithm that you think you've got it figured out and then it changes on you (laughs) but it's one of those things that you just got to keep working at it and then eventually it's going to work yeah one way or the other exactly and I think um, and, and there's obviously decisions you can make. Um, when we started TikTok, we had like, I've heard 
and this is just like hearsay. Like this is what I've just read. And you can read like anything. Like you, so whatever, hearsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that trial. It's hilarious. But anyway, um, <laughs> you can um basically like read so many different like ways to kind of trick the algorithm. But I think it really comes down to just like good content. And sometimes good content doesn't make it. Sometimes it doesn't happen. You just got to keep being consistent. Consistency is key. But there's also um I've heard that if your first few videos, uh, the way the algorithm works on TikTok aren't very like good <laughs> then it's really hard like tiktok kind of takes your account and shoves it down um mm -hmm. so our first few tiktoks were ridiculous like we didn't know what tiktok was we just videos throw whatever ridiculous thing we can think of on um and then we started getting into it and realizing what works what plays well and uh but by that time it's already kind of too late algorithm kind of pushes down so i had to work really really freaking hard and post like three to four times a day to let TikTok know that I'm here, I'm doing something, I'm trying to be a content creator on your app. And uh, one day I woke up and I had like 500 notifications and like, you know, like 300 new followers. And it was like, it wasn't one day, it was within 10 minutes, it just happened. So like, yep. that just shows you like, it, it can, it can happen. And that's not a lot yet. That's, but for me, that was, I was like, yo, that's crazy. And then I think a couple of days later, another video did the same thing. So it's about being consistent, not letting the numbers discourage you, I think, and just trying to be as creative as you can and show your personality in your videos, do some trends, follow trends, showcase your music, like subtly a little bit, and then showcase your music hard. Like, you know, just make a video every day, a couple of them, spread them out a little bit, have fun with it and try not to let it murder you inside. Trail. Trail. It does burn you out though. I, I, you know, you can say, say as much as you want, like, you know, preach all the positive things you should be doing, but I've been burnt out and like not posted for like a couple of days because I'm like, I need to, but I think that's okay too. I think so. Yeah. Step back. You know, there's, you know, yourself, I have uh, two beautiful little puppies, beagles that some days I need to just step back and spend the entire day with them. <laughs> if I don't, yep. I'm just like, yeah, you know, spiral. Yep. <laughs> I, I feel that a hundred percent. Cause I'm the one that's running the TikTok, editing the episodes, editing the videos, all of the, like, I get it. And then there's just some days where it's like, I can't, I just, I can't, I yeah. want to sit on my couch and watch murder mystery shows with my cats and like not be a person. That's all I want. I'm just going to sidetrack for a second. Murder mystery shows. Um, do you like really bad, like old British TVs, but they're so bad. They're good. Absolutely. Murder city. Do you know murder city? No. Uh -huh. Watch it. It's on prime. It's like, I don't know if you have prime or not, but it I is do ridiculous. I, I can't even explain it to you, it, but you'll watch it in every like few minutes. You're like, what was that? Like what? <laughs> it's like, the cinematography of it is like, it doesn't fit anywhere. It's so unique, but it's so weird. It's like they're trying to be something. I don't know. But then the storytelling is so out there and ridiculous. The acting's ridiculous, but the writing actually starts to come together. And you're like, that was actually kind of good like <laughs> it's so bad it's good oh yeah. i'm so excited yeah. put it this way i put it on at a party and it's an hour and 10 minute long episode the pilot all of them are i think but i put it on at a party and it captivated the whole room everyone was just like what is this and we're all drunk <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like this is amazing that uh, says something yeah i would watch it even the first the first episode especially you're like <laughs> yeah it's great yeah. Okay, so I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Murder City. It's like in, the easiest title. It's murder. It's super Murder ridiculous. City. Murder City. Perfect. I think it's the first episode. It's a murder in the suburbs, and they address it. They're like, I thought it was mostly in the city or something. 
<laughs> I don't know. Oh like, god, this, so, this sounds like my show. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm okay. Gonna everyone. Yeah. That's that's gonna be that's okay. That's our next thing. <laughs> that's our next assignment. Um, but keeping on social media, uh, did you have MySpace back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I did. <laughs> But I didn't have a band at the time. I was in like I think middle school at the time, and my MySpace was guitar punk, you know, so <laughs> super emo. <laughs> and uh, mine, I just wrote, like, yeah, sorry. Mine was Paramore and Milkshakes. <laughs> That's <laughs> all she <laughs> That's way less embarrassing than guitar punk. <laughs> like yours is cool. What? Why Milkshakes though? I don't know. I was in middle school. <laughs> I love Paramore. I love Milkshakes. And it had like all the stars and the squigglies and like yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, but you know how back in MySpace days, like your profile song was like your personality. Like it didn't care anything about your MySpace. It was just your profile song. Yeah. Um, so a question that we got asked in our first ever emo night that we love to ask in our interviews is if you had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? That's not a Nicholas Rage song. <laughs> that's such a tough one um oh that's hard that's so hard you know i'm gonna just go emo and like super super sad boy and say like space to grow by the danger summer i just love it so much it speaks to me it's always spoken to me and uh yeah (laughs) if i have my space i'm gonna be completely 100 the most emotional person on my space I remember seeing the dangerous summer when they were still local. Oh my goodness. That yeah. Around cool. Maryland. It was, it was so cool. It was like yeah. right at the brink of when they were becoming really big. I think they had a guitarist named Cody and apparently he was like a complete asshole. He got kicked out of the band and he like took over all of their pages and like trolled it for like a month. I remember when yeah. I, I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> it was so bad, but yeah. Good band though. Amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Um, now we do have a bunch of like random kind of icebreaker off the wall questions that we love to ask because it, it tells us a lot about you, um, in, in a way. I don't want you to see my soul. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it tells us a lot about you and it's great conversation piece. Um, it it also shows you where our loyalties (laughs) lie. Um, but we had friend circle on the show when we first started doing this. Um, and at the beginning, we were always like super nervous before we did an interview, just because like we're fans of you guys as well. So like coming into an interview and things like that, we're like, we don't know what to expect. We don't want to make a fool of ourselves ultimately. Um, and we were telling them about that and they were like, no, like this is great. You haven't asked us anything weird, like in previous interviews where they asked us some of the weirdest of questions. And, you know, normal people like us that are just starting as a podcast and they're our third episode. Um, uh, would be like, oh, well, what are those questions, you know, to avoid them so we don't ask them? Uh, well, we ask them because <laughs> they're funny. That's awesome. Um, but Autumn, you want to take this one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could be any sandwich, what kind of sandwich would you be? I feel like I'm a cold cuts combo. <laughs> that was a quick response. But yeah, why I, a cold I, cut? <laughs> very like you know it hits spot i don't think many people dislike it but it's not everyone's favorite i just feel like i'm a good solid cold cut sandwich you know okay does that make sense yeah 
feel like I'm just a decent person and I, I don't need people to know I'm a decent person. But if people eat me, they're like, yo, that was better than I thought. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't want to talk about myself weird, but <laughs> yeah, that's me. Italian herb and cheese. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Straight to the point. Now, a debate that we've been having in a lot of our interviews, just to kind of see. There's well, there's been a couple of debates. Uh, first one is a hot dog a sandwich. No. Yes. Okay. No. Okay. It's just like, is a sub a sandwich? Because it, it could see? be like, it could be more of like maybe a sub, but like, no. <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, that's uh, that's the thing. That's the argument. So people are like, but, is a wrap a sandwich technically? No, it's a wrap. No. So just right? that, that's how I would define it. It's it's called a hot dog, not a hot dog sandwich. Correct. Right? Like, yes. yeah, it's, it involves bread and it involves meat, but is a burger a sandwich? See, that's There's another right? one. There's no line. Get the, it has its name. Let it be. <laughs> let it be. <laughs> let it be. Just let, let it be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That's what somebody else said. They were like, if you think about it, like a hot dog is not a sandwich because if you put a hot dog on a bun, it's a hot dog. But if you take a hot dog off of the bun, it's still a hot dog. And I was like, that's actually valid. Hmm. That's yeah. valid, though. It's kind of valid, yeah. And then um, there was also the argument that a sandwich is something between two pieces of bread, which then would make a hamburger sandwich. It would make a hot dog sandwich. But that's between a tube, like a bun. Pieces right. of bread. Different, yeah. True. A bun and bread is like pieces of bread are different. Yeah. I mean, if have you like ever the had end a burger? of bread? Yeah. And I guess heels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but have you ever had a burger on bread? Because I have. I'm uh-huh. really glad that you called them heels of bread because nobody ever calls them heels. <laughs> I call them heels and people are like, what? <laughs> my, my mom did. And she always like, um, she always left the heel for me when I was a kid. I loved the heels. I don't know why. I was just weird. I was a weird kid. I also used to just like mush up like balls of bread and eat that as a snack. <laughs> it, 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 it couldn't have just been a piece of bread. It had to be squished up. Yep. And then, like, oh. yeah. It's That's better okay. that way. When, when, <laughs> it's better. <laughs> it is. Well, I remember I was in kindergarten and um, we only had half day kindergarten and my mom would pack my lunch and put it in a lunch box and then I'd sit at the table and I would ask her for an extra piece of bologna for <laughs> my hog mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> an extra piece of bologna to like for my hog mouth. I called <laughs> your hog mouth because like you, wow. you like more than what yep. was given. You're like, I'm a hog. Apparently. <laughs> yep. yep so Don't want just a sandwich. I need extra bologna. <laughs> not on the sandwich though like no separate see you talk about like half day kindergarten like your mom sent you to half day kindergarten my mom sent me to catholic school so i went to all day kindergarten <laughs> me too we actually. have all day now but <laughs> yeah okay so then how do you feel about peanut butter and jelly me uh, yes i hate it really <gasps> i don't like it i don't i don't like peanut butter i, I don't okay do you like jelly though Usually, those like, that I, don't like it, it tell us they don't like jelly. You're the first. I, I, I like jelly. Like it, it. Like I can have jelly on toast. Okay. It's not my favorite thing. Like I'm not a huge like 
I don't like fruit, fruity flavors too much. I don't like candy that much either. Um, but peanut butter, for some reason to me, it's just like, I don't want something in my mouth that makes everything stick together. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel right. And like, are you a texture person? With some things, not all things, but with some things, uh, peanut butter is one texture I just don't like. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like peanut flavor with chocolate. Like it has to be with something. I can't, I don't like just peanuts. Okay. So the reason why I asked that, because uh, unfortunately, Brittany's not in this interview. She's down with COVID. But anything that she always asks in these interviews is whether or not you are a strawberry jelly person or a grape jelly person. Ooh. Strawberry. Yeah. No. Yeah, strawberry. I like no. Both, but, yeah, I think <laughs> strawberry. I, I, I can taste strawberry right now as I think about it. You know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> this this interview is over. It's oh, been no. great. Um. <laughs> You saw leaving. my soul and you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grape uh, jelly person. I don't like strawberry jelly. Uh, so this, is, this is our argument all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it's okay. It's, you know, you can love what you love and I can, I don't even She's love She's outnumbered anyway. She's <laughs> so like, like, I don't even like it. I just like thought of it I, first. If, if I had to pick, like if I had to pick one, probably strawberry. Because I like, I do not mind strawberry jelly. I could, I could just like spoon it and just eat that. But, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I could um, do the same with grape too, but I think I like strawberry flavoring more than I like grape. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'll give you that. Okay, but we're friends again. Jelly, it's fine. If jelly and peanut butter were like eliminated from like the world, I would honestly not care. Because <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't eat it like ever. <laughs> so, life would go on. Yeah, life would go on for me. <laughs> it yeah. wouldn't bother me any. Yeah, but if cold cut sandwiches were gone, I'd lose my shit. <laughs> like, <I> lose my <laughs> shit. Uh, well, cold I cuts, it. I feel like, are the basis of all sandwiches. Like, if you so, think of a sandwich, it's the first thing you always think of. Oh, dude. It's so a good. cold cut. Yeah, it's like cold cuts, like with like mayo and some pepper and like shredded lettuce like perfect mm-hmm. on a bun mm-hmm. sometimes like when you're at home like a chewy like mm-hmm. yeah i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna eat after this for sure uh so then opposite end of the spectrum when we're asking questions uh another one that we just started putting in our interviews that has warranted a lot of really interesting responses is if you woke up tomorrow and realized that you were a dragon what's the first thing you would do 100 fly everywhere all the time like I would never land. I would, like, I would just, just be in me. the air all the time. Yeah. Um, I would also go and see if I could touch lava. I feel like dragons have like tougher skin and they have a relationship with lava. And if I could, I would just touch lava and play with it because I've always wanted to touch lava as a child. Is that weird? That's pretty weird. Touch it looks lava? fun to touch. It looks fun to touch because it's like gooey. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so. It's gooey. <laughs> It's probably like the least expected answer. Um, you need to make red oobleck. <laughs> red you know oobleck is no. What's oobleck? It is just cornstarch and water. You oh. mix it together, and if you do it right, you can pick it up, and it'll just like flow. But then if you grab it, it stays together, Ooh, and then just color it red, and then you have your cold lava. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Maybe even like put it in the microwave for like 10 seconds to give it a little bit of heat. That there way you can go. handle it safely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like lava just would feel like really soft metal. 
you know i don't i don't know True. anyway Ooh, black it's Ooh. soft make it <laughs> I, i'm gonna try it now I'm gonna okay go we're gonna home. get a we're gonna get a message like yeah. later tonight and go. pictures of this and being like guys i made lava <laughs> <laughs> i should do that that would be amazing uh <laughs> probably it would going be the to. best moment <laughs> um and also i would go protect people i would just like fly okay. around and look for like crimes and be kind of like spider-man but dragon form and just like go stop you would be dragon man dragon man yeah at least at least he's not going and burning people (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's you know saving people here that's good yeah if i could be a dragon i would use it for good for sure 100 okay so then if you could be in any movie what movie would you be in and who would you play These are hard because like I like so, <laughs> so many movies. Try let me think. Let me think. Ooh, Balto. And I'd be the goose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Oh my god. That's the best answer I think I've got. Because <laughs> the goose looks so funny and like fluffy and like kind of chubby. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be fun to be the goose and to have that accent he has. He has like a Russian accent for some reason. Like <laughs> I don't even know. I have to hear it, but it'd be oh good. My God. <laughs> yeah. And just being friends with Balto would be dope. I wanted to actually I name mean, my yeah. Balto because it's a perfect pop punk name. It's like your hometown hates you and like kicks you to the curb, but then you become the hero because you work so hard for it. And like, you know, he saved all those kids and stuff. A little bit different there, but <laughs> it's like the hometown thing. And now like pop punk bands sing about like hating their hometown or their hometown hates them. I don't know. It's like a good name. I hear an underlying superhero theme that's coming out of this right now. (laughs) I'm going to be a dragon goose and I'm going (laughs) to my hometown by getting medicine with Balto. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Um, Autumn, do you want to ask him the uh, Eminem question? Because I feel like this would be a great conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do different colored Eminems have different flavors for you? Or am I the only weird one that thinks they taste different? they do thank you what for real (laughs) i taste it different like uh, it's weird like i feel like um the brown ones taste like just too chocolatey they taste different than the other ones my favorite is blue blue is a good one i like purple purple is a good one um yellow is good too Uh, i don't know but i I can taste the color (laughs) it's just like it's weird i know the only one now i feel like i feel like they're not actually different flavors because that would be a lot but in my mind my mind's like yep that's red (laughs) that's orange that tastes like red (laughs) like in the dark i'd be screwed do you you divide them by color or do you just eat them all at once oh i'm not that picky like i'll still just i actually take the small smarties and just like I drink it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, Smarties, Smarties is fair. Smarties yeah. are fair. Yeah. But Eminem, I don't feel like Eminem's taste different. Yeah, I think like, Smarties and Eminem's are kind of similar. Nah, no, I like Smarties more. They taste. I like the mm-hmm. milk chocolate more in the Smarties. But uh, I, same thing with Eminem's. I'll just like I'll cut a hole and drink it sometimes. <laughs> it's weird. Um, all my answers are weird. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a weird. No, like this our is great. Are, our questions know, are weird. Right there. I like it. It's bringing out the, the weirdness in me. It's good. They literally <laughs> just asked you what sandwich you could be. 
If you're going to say that you're giving weird answers, come on. <laughs> we were meant for this interview. This was good. <laughs> this was meant to happen. I like this. This is the funniest one so far. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? I think we just nope. became best friends. You want to do karate in the garage? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna. I've been planning on watching Step Brothers again, like all week, because I haven't watched it in like a couple years now. And I you used touched to my drum set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you touched my drum set because cops doesn't start till four. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grace is amazing. I used to be able to like quote that with my friends all the time. We would like do entire like scenes. <laughs> can't now because like- I'm. My brain doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, mine doesn't either. I only know certain bits and pieces of it. But then it if sounds- it plays, I like know it word for word. It's weird. Yeah. That would be actually one of the movies I think I would like go in. <laughs> actually, if I had to <laughs> pick a second one, it'd probably be Step Brothers. And I'd be the drumstick. <laughs> <laughs> chill, not, even the, not even an actual character, just an <laughs> object. Just the drumstick. Or the, um, the Chewbacca head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be good <laughs> i love that movie the fact that you just made the noise <laughs> i can't do it <laughs> uh, oh my god this, been, this is fantastic um so uh speaking of uh a lot of that um what are some things that we can expect from you guys in the future like what's next for Nicholas Rage? Um, well, we're right now, we're working on um, kind of getting our YouTube presence up. We've been really bad at like any kind of video content. Um, actually, with Revival was the first time we got opportunity to make music videos because they just we didn't have the right director and anyone else that we wanted to work with was too expensive at the time. Um, but the band starts, you know, accumulating some money over the years and now our streams are kind of helping with that and then obviously budget from Revival. So that's been helping. But we want to try to kind of showcase our personality a lot more on our YouTube channel by doing uh, funny little skits kind of shot in like the office style where we would piece together and stitch together these funny storylines that happen every time we go on a road trip and we make an episode out of it. And then like something ridiculous will happen and we'll stitch to like a little interview kind of section of that person on the couch explaining what happened in the most ridiculous way. So we're kind of (laughs) trying to find a way to uh, just bring our humor out. Um, it's really hard to do like because we have so many ideas in our mind but to actually do it it's gonna take some trial and error but that's one thing um, and then we're also trying to we're already starting on the next EP um, the first EP personal party was kind of written about how I live life every day with like with a mask on and a lot of people don't know what I'm going through and this is kind of me telling people what I'm going through so the lyrics were a little heavier um, but the music was high energy, kind of like, you know, everything's fine, high energy, like dancey stuff. Um, but the next EP, I think we're going down the road where like going to the root of why I'm the way I am. So a lot of like childhood experiences and uh, relationship fallouts and stuff like that. So it's going to be a little more sad and like unapologetically emotional. That's kind of the next step because we want to show people we do both. We write hooky, like upbeat stuff and like you can still do that and have lyrics that mean a lot which is really cool. I'm a big fan of that. But we also can do ballads and um, make music sound a little more uh, heavy like that. You know, it's going to be heavy, but at, at the same time emotional. So that's kind of what we're working on right now. And also developing our photography skills. Uh, all, a lot of the photos you guys see is actually our bass player, Mark. He's been taking pictures. He also created our Nico the Elephant logo, the NR, which is really cool. So 
Uh, there's actually a really cool story behind that as well. Um, I know this is a kind of segueing a little bit, but NR, we, I, I really wanted to put NR together and keep like a simple logo. And then um, Mark was doing it and he's like, dude, I can't. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, it looks like a freaking elephant no matter what I do to it. <laughs> and then I, my uh, godmother, it was my mom's best friend, passed away from cancer. And she told my, my mom, anytime you see an elephant, it's me being with you and letting you know everything's okay. I know it's kind of corny, but my mom and her were like that. And my mom's house is full of freaking elephants, like statues, paintings, like little booklets, wallets, everything that she sees as an elephant. So when I saw that and I told my mom, she started crying and I was like, that's mm -hmm. why we picked it. So um, just to kind of show like, you know, my family's important to me and like, we could not see anything else we only could see an elephant so i was like thanks shelly <laughs> so uh but you know graphic designing and stuff mark's been really great at that too so we're we're developing nicholas rage to be a complete like experience is what we're trying to do next that was long-winded sorry that was a lot that's okay no, i like stop that. apologizing it's fine. i'm canadian i'm canadian <laughs> stop apologizing all right I'm not sorry. <laughs> You're at least be like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I'll be reverse um, Canadian. But then, no, really, I am sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. And then we'll get a message later and be like, but really. <laughs> so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I, uh, just by how you've been talking, I think it's, it's safe to, it's safe to assume and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're the one that's doing most of the writing lyrically mm -hmm. yeah. for a lot of Nicholas Rage songs. Yeah. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll bounce ideas off of the guys if I'm like unsure or if I have two options. Um, but for the most part, they trust me with um, writing like kind of like the bulk of the song. And then obviously, you know, Mark's a better bass player than me. Tim's a better drummer than me. So my demos <laughs> will have me with all those instruments. And I'm like, you guys write your parts to it. This is what I'm going for. Make it better. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. And Mark's the one that did your setup today and owns the chair that you're currently sitting in, correct? Yes. Yeah. The one yeah, that his, I'm going to steal. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna steal, but his butt prints in it, and like, you can feel the difference. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> I butt don't fit. <laughs> feel the difference. <laughs> I feel like Mark's here. <laughs> no. Always. Yeah. He's, he's always here. here. <laughs> he's always here. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get him to come on today, but he uh, he said. Well, he took a pong rip like right before, and I, I asked him after. He's like, "Uh, probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> probably can't. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, all good. Uh, he'd be boring. He'd be too, you know. But he'd just be. He'd just be there. It's yeah, fine. He, he just a good <laughs> little mark. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you guys actually just released a a music video not that long ago for one mm -hmm. of your songs. And it was a live music video. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Calling All Captains was in that video briefly. Yeah, our boy Luke. Yeah, he was playing tambo for us. Uh, um, we had a cover. So, okay, that was a really, really awesome day. It's our first EP release. Um, you know, we were with the label. We had a really good year hyping everything up and releasing singles and um, just getting the attention was really awesome. So we wanted to make um, the CD release more than just about us. We wanted to showcase like other smaller businesses and like what uh, a local show can be. Um, Edmonton is amazing for the scene. I think in all of Canada, I'm not just saying it because I'm from here, but like Edmonton goes off. 
like the music scene is amazing. So we wanted to bring in other small businesses on that um, experience. So we ended up getting a vintage clothing line to put up a pop-up shop in the venue as well. Um, and we got like a food truck, like this Yag on wheel pizza because like such good pizza and we loved it. So we're like, can, do you guys want to come like, you know, be the food for our show and everything. So we did that and created this whole experience around it. Uh, we got our favorite bands in the scene to play. And then at the end of the night, we also decided to do a nostalgic, like pop punk cover set. So we finished our entire like show and the experience of that. And then at the end, we're like, Hey, this one's for you guys. Like we're going to play like some pop punk bangers. And Luke came up and played tambo on a lot of the songs. I think we played the middle by Jimmy Eat World. It needs the tambo. Um, and uh, yeah, we actually share a jam space calling out captains. They're like, they've been our friends and in the scene for ever. Right. Uh, we also share a drummer, <laughs> our drummers, their drummer as well. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the whole like music video was like, we want to make it more and like have something to look back on. So we also had our director, Adriel Rosenfeld, um, follow us around all day. Um, and then we wanted to shoot just a live music video for the wrong way. Cause that was one of our favorite songs. It was the last one released. So we're like, we need a music video. We wanted it to be special and showcase like that night and you know the moments and the memories we experienced with all of our favorite people um yeah that's uh that's what uh that's the whole idea behind that one it was really fun and that's we awesome also have like um it's not really at least yet we're announcing it actually on monday um but we're going to be releasing a mini doc of the day so him following us around oh. and stuff we actually turned it into like this mini documentary it's another way to get to know the band and like what we go through every day and uh, we talk a lot about, you know, struggles of being a musician and just a lot of funny, lighthearted moments too throughout the day. So we'll be releasing that uh, probably, I think it's next Sunday we'll be releasing it. That's awesome. I didn't realize that you guys shared a drummer. That's nifty. Yeah, yeah he was in Rage first. And then I think Calling Out Captains went through, uh, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't want to speak too much on behalf of them. But uh, sure. their, their singer just left uh, for personal reasons and their drummer, which was Luke, went to singing and then they needed a drummer. And then Tim is one of the best drummers in the city for this genre of music. So um, Tim, uh, they offered Tim the job and Tim took it. And yeah, it's been good though. It's, it's kind of cool. It brings everything together. It showcases like, you know, the musicianship is like such a tight knit group in Edmonton. And I think going to music school, you learn like, yeah, you're capable of doing more than one project. So especially if you're just a drummer, that's fine. I don't think I could do two projects. I actually had to quit. I used to be in a pop band called Milk. It was M-I-L-Q. Um, but I had to like put it to an end because I couldn't give it the same attention as I'm giving Rage. So, yeah. But That's awesome. We had um, Nick and Brad on the show nice. not long ago from Calling All Captains. And that was probably one of the most chaotic interviews I've done. <laughs> and it was the best way possible. Um <laughs> Brad didn't realize that we were video recording as well. So uh, it took him like five minutes to set up his then ring camera. And then there was a bag of chips in the background. And then he started moving cat toys around. It was, it's so many different things at the same time. But that's really awesome that you guys are like that intertwined and that connected. Like, I feel like that's a huge thing. Oh yeah. Um, Like we, we don't, we don't hang out every day or anything, but like, you know, I love seeing those guys when we cross paths at the jam space or like they come to our shows, we go to their shows, we support each other kind of like that. Um, I actually lived with Brad for a little while as well. Um, 
I was looking for a place to stay and like Brad was like, I have a room available and I stayed there for like a month. I was like, this is too small, dude. I have to go. But uh, yeah, no, Brad's awesome. Good dude. Oh yeah. They're, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we are coming up to the hour mark as far as the interview and everything is concerned. And uh, one way that we love to, you you got to guess behind you. <laughs> um, oh, that's Tim. Actually. Legs. Oh, no way. Hi, Tim. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm Tim. Nice to meet like you. Smells like <laughs> nice cabbage. I feel like I'm yell- I'm yelling into a headphone here. <laughs> you gotta yell into this part. Oh, bro, <laughs> oh, is this is this on? <laughs> I'm alive. The files are in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> you just Zoolander joked. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're true was, elder. Yeah. That was the best. <laughs> Um, I like how he's posted and it's distorted and gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he was screaming into your headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Highlight of the interview. <laughs> um, but a way that we always love to end uh, our interviews and everything, Autumn's still broken, um, <laughs> broke. is if there was something that you could tell your younger self, what's, something, what's some advice that you would give your younger self? You're going to be better at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> fine <laughs> keep going to make me all goofy um you know i i think i'd speak on behalf of like kind of i i keep going back to how it's becoming manageable and everything you're going through right now is leading to who you're going to be become um i think a lot of the hard things i went through have shaped me into being like a caring empathetic human being i am um and I, I, I actually enjoy who I am now. You know, I, I would tell him that because I knew that he was very uncomfortable with his life and what he wanted to do and who he was and very confused. Um, but yeah, I tell him everything's going to be fine and you're going to be a better singer as well. <laughs> better guitar, better singer, and everything is going to be fine. Got it. <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Um, well, we have come up to the hour mark as far as the interview and everything is concerned, mm-hmm. but uh, we do want to thank you for coming to hang out with us. Um, like I said in the beginning, we're very, very glad that Haley reached out to us to get you on the show. Like I said, I've been wanting you guys on the show for a while, didn't know how to do that, and then it just kind of fell in my lap. So I was very excited when I opened up that email. Well, you um, always, always message us like personally. Like I had a blast today, guys. You guys yeah. are awesome. <laughs> You guys are some of my favorite interviewees like ever. Yes. <laughs> that was that was so much fun. I actually like legitimately had tears. My face hurts. <laughs> See, fun. that's that's the best compliment for us because I'm always yes. that person at the end of the interview that feels like, oh my God, they hate us. No. They're never coming back again. So I'm like, yes, we did it. People, your souls are awesome. <laughs> You're doing such great work and like the, the world needs you as much as we as you need us, I guess, to like interview. Like you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Well, like that. I said, we appreciate you spending the time with us, spending an hour of your time with us, uh, going through everything, being open and honest and everything as you were as well. Um, we are very, very proud of you as an individual. We're very, very proud of you guys and everything that you guys have accomplished. Um, and you guys are killing it right now. Not just not just in general, but all the way around, like you guys are, you guys are killing it and you guys are doing some incredible things. And we're 
very honored to have you guys on our show, even just you itself. Uh, we do hope one day that we can do an episode where we can have everybody. Oh, no. Um, so we can meet everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you feel know, like it, it would be chaotic in the best way. It will yeah. Be. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do a part two soon, guys. I honestly, like I said, can't say how much I enjoyed today. So thank you. It felt like five awesome. minutes, honestly. Felt like- it did go by really fast. <laughs> it did go by really fast. But yeah. again, we appreciate you coming to hang out with us. Um, Again, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Jeremy on here from Nicholas Rage. Um, please go find them on all social media platforms. You can find them on TikTok. You can find them on Instagram. Um, you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music. You can find them a little bit of everywhere. And when you do, please go find them and raid them with all of the love. And please tell them that the Elder Emo Hours sent you. But ladies and gentlemen, we are the Elder Emo Hours. And this was Jeremy from Nicholas Rage. <laughs>